Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Fantasy, best friends forever. Hour number two, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Great job, great spot by Michael Florio, who uh, we hope to have on each and every Friday with us uh, for the first hour. Uh, I thought it was a great, great job by Florio breaking it down, helping us out uh, for what we learned from day number one. Now to give us some waiver wire claims and to break down the rest of the games with Frank and myself, it's the closer, Chris Venture. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? It's your boy! Does that sound better? Much Back better. Up. I like that. Much better. Yeah, how yeah, about Rocky's hat on? Let's about, go. How about my Sea Rocks? You like them? You know what is a terrible feeling, Greg? Looking down at your score in your home leagues in the first day, and you're getting crushed. Specifically, the reason why you're getting crushed is you faced Eric Lauer, Kyle <laughs> Freeland, and Brad Keller. Yeah, I mean, does it get worse than that? Really? Well, it's and I had Tyone in my lineup. I went over Freeland into the mix with Lauer and Keller, though. He's better than those guys. Sure, but. But it's still, I know. Like it those three starting it pitchers are the ones that crushed me on opening day. <laughs> I, did it, I did it in the pit league. They were man. all good matchups. Like, I can't knock the guy for starting him, for sure. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. I wouldn't start Lauer or, or Keller, though. Start I, I anybody against the Giants. I would start you against the Giants if you were pitching against them. Well, in the, my, uh, boy the start, my boy is starting tonight against the Giants. Against the Giants. Joey Lucchese. Lucchese. I like him for DFS. In yes. the pit league, by the way, I faced Scherzer, Stroman, Bumgarner, and Lauer. From who? Steve, Steve downstairs. Yeah. He was showing me his pitching <laughs> in the middle of the day. He says, ah, I'm crushing Greg. What do, you, what do you think of this pitching? I think he got four quality starts on opening day. He did. It was awesome. Four we quality did. starts. But like our pitching, like my ERA is only .6 less than his. 1.32 to 1.26. Pitched well. Who'd you have go? Uh, I had Verlander and Tanaka in this league. Okay. Verlander and Tanaka. Any closers? Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates. And he got and he got and he was great yesterday. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was awesome. My hitting was also great. Three sixty four. Had a good day yesterday uh, in the pit league, and we hope to obviously continue on tonight. Uh, as there is no baseball, Frank, today, as you very well know. No day baseball. Second day of uh, the baseball season. Great, <laughs> embarrassing. Let's continue on with stuff <laughs> that we learned from yesterday, and let's go to Philadelphia, where Bryce Harper's first day worked out well for the Phillies. Not necessarily so much for Bryce. But really, really great for the Phillies. A 10-4 victory over your boy, Julio Tehran. Tehran uh, allowed three runs in five innings, uh, four hits, seven strikeouts. Aaron Nola. Nola had an interesting day, guys. I'll start with you, Frank. Six innings, two hits, one run, eight Ks. If I told you that, it's a great day. Love it. Yep. Walks. Five walks on the day for Aaron Nola. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a little uh, shaking off the rust here for Aaron Nola. Not really worried about it. Kind of... Uh, in the same camp as Blake Snell. I still think he'll be really good, obviously. But yeah, for Aaron Nola yesterday, still had 12 swinging strikes, threw 99 pitches, uh, threw that curveball a bunch, which is what we're, you know, used to seeing from him. Uh, velocity seems, uh, you know, on par. He was maxing out at 95 miles per hour with the fastball yesterday. So I'm not really worried about Aaron Nola. I mean, it's something to pay attention to if he continues walking guys uh, 
like at this rate for the next couple of starts, and you start to wonder, all right, what's going on here with Aaron Nola? This isn't the man that we're used to seeing from him. Uh, but it's only one start. He still ended up pitching pretty well overall anyway. So see what happens. Not going to overreact one way or the other. But um, yeah, I think it's, it, it is worth mentioning for sure. Five walks, that's not the normal for Aaron. Yeah. David Robertson, Chris, pitches the eighth inning of this game at the time they were home. So at the, yeah, at the time they were up, right, Frank? Do I, do I have that right? Do I have the box score right there? Yeah, they were. So they they were already had 10 runs scored through seven innings. So it was 10 3 at the time. They bring in Robertson in the eighth inning in a 10 3 ball game. Is there anything to learn there, Chris? Robertson, the eighth? Yes. Uh, no, in, I in think. 10 3 game. Yeah, right. So. I think that's just, you know, just getting him some usage. Okay. I don't think there's anything too much to read. Is there about. anything to think it's the eighth? Maybe Sir Anthony Dominguez is the guy for the ninth, potentially? Is that something we need to know? I think it's impossible to know after yeah. one game. I, again, it's worth bringing up. Look, he comes in in the eighth inning. It's not, if it were like Willie Peralta or Chapman where they bring him in in the ninth, ninth. Yes. you're looking at it like, okay, maybe this is a situation again where they're trying to ease a closer in. So they bring Robertson in in the ninth, but they do bring him in in the eighth. So again, it's definitely worth mentioning Let's see what happens. Maybe it's Sir Anthony Dominguez tomorrow night in the eighth inning. Sure. So it's gonna it's gonna be fluid all year long with the Philadelphia Phillies, and we knew that coming in. They don't have a set closer. We know Gabe Kapler is gonna play around with the matchups. Kind of reminds me a lot with the, uh, of the Twins, Greg. If they have lefties coming up, do they bring in a lefty reliever to try and close out the game? Wouldn't surprise me either. Really? That'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be a little wild. I mean, that's what the Phillies did all year last sure. year, right? And sure. This, you know, this is who Gabe Kapler is. He's gonna play the matchups. He's a Huge analytics guy. Yeah. And huge in the sense of he's jacked, too. Also, <laughs> from a hitting perspective, Andrew McCutcheon led off the game with a home run, so that, was great. that was great for our mm-hmm. team, Frank. Uh, McCutcheon, you had Mikel Franco, also great for our team, Frank. Hit a three-run bomb, so that Everyone was good to see. And then Reese Hoskins goes yard on a grand slam Man. after an intentional walk uh, to Bryce Harper. Harper, in his Phillies debut, winds up going 0-3, but did have that walk and the run scored. Do you want to note for Atlanta, Ronald Acuna was batting cleanup and still stole a base. So yep. those that were concerned awesome. about that, good to see Acuna still running uh, out of the cleanup hole. Yeah, absolutely. And look, these Phillies, the two new guys, McCutcheon and Segura, getting it done already. Sure. Paying absolutely. off the right off the jump. The one who you jump. paid the most? really do much. Not much. Bryce Harper didn't do Scored much. The no. run. I think it's worth mentioning Julio Tehran, though. I, I found this tweet last night from at, at BatFlipCrazy on Twitter. It tweets out some great stuff. Julio Tehran averaged 91.3 miles per hour on his four-seam fastball. He averaged 90 miles per hour all of last year. So again, what we've been talking about all day is normally early on in the season, a pitcher is below their velocity from last year, and then they slowly ramp themselves up. Mm -hmm. Julio Tehran was already one mile per hour above where his average fastball velocity was last season. So it could potentially get better. Are you interested? He was actually... He was really good in the spring. He was really good early on in this game and then you know, ran into some trouble here. He also had 14 swinging strikes, um, and he threw his slider a bunch yesterday. He got, you know, nine swinging strikes out of, thir- you know, 37 sliders that he threw. So, Julio Tehran. Interesting player. He hasn't been great the past mm-hmm. couple of years, but another one, kind of similar to Marcus Stroman, has my attention. Yeah. I want to see if this is something that becomes a trend with Julio Tehran. Yeah, both, yeah, both those guys. Stroman, you know. I, this is what I wanted to see from Strong because I know he's got the potential to be a very good pitcher. And he showed, you know, glimpses of that yesterday. He pitched a really good game. So I'm definitely interested in Strowman, especially for DFS purposes. He's still going to be cheap for a while until, you know, he really gets it going. And uh, same goes for, for Tarahan. I like Strowman a little better, I think. Though. I think I do see yeah. uh, a little bit. At this point, although the AL East versus the NL East, 
uh, theoretically would be a little bit different. Speaking of the NL East, let's stay here and let's get into Nats and Mets. And the game script went exactly how you'd expect it to go. A fantastic game from Scherzer. Seven and two-thirds, two hits, two runs, three walks, strikes out at 12, throws 109 pitches on opening day. And you're like, all right, Scherzer's ready. And Jacob deGrom. Six innings, five hits, a walk, struck out 10, allowed no runs. Scherzer basically uh, gave up that leadoff uh, home run to Robinson Cano, not leadoff home run, but the first inning home run uh, to Robinson Cano. And you thought, and throughout the game, that was all DeGrom had to work with. He's used to having zero run support, gets the one run, and keeps the Nationals off the board. And the game script went exactly how you wanted it to go if you're a Met fan. Lugo in the seventh, Familia in the eighth, Edwin Diaz in the ninth. Absolutely perfect, perfect game script uh, for the New York Mets. Yeah. What I'm taking out of this, other than the amazing pitching performances by two of the best pitchers in the game, it's got to be Trey Turner, guys, who stole not one, not two, three stolen bases off of Jacob DeGrom and Wilson Ramos yesterday. Noah Syndergaard will be on the mound tomorrow. For Even the easier, yeah. And Trey Turner's going to go nuts. He may have, he may yeah. have 10 stolen bases before the weekend's over. <laughs> Seriously. And, you know, you see one stolen base pop up. I, I get actually I get notifications from Twitter, Greg, anytime a player hits a home run or a stolen base. So I get these notifications. Way too many notifications. I see one stolen base <laughs> from Trey Turner. I see a second stolen base from Trey Turner. And then, but wait, there's more. There's third. And then a third stolen base opening day here for Trey Turner. And, you know, I kind of likened it to when Ron Rivera said that Christian McCaffrey, two completely different sports here, but I think there are parallels. When Ron Rivera said Christian McCaffrey was going to touch the ball 25 to 30 times mm-hmm. in preseason football, we laughed. We scoffed at it. There's no way. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey's not big he enough. Can't handle He's not going right? to be a workhorse in fantasy football. Well, he was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw the report from Tracy Turner and the Nationals camp that he could potentially attempt 75 to 80 stolen bases. Starts moving up the board. Moving up the board. A lot of people started buying in. I don't know if I w- bought in because I didn't end up with any shares of Trey Turner. Uh. But... Maybe this is something we look at at the end of the season, and he does end up attempting 75 to 80 stolen bases. And, you know, he, he's had a very good stolen base conversion rate in his career. Mm-hmm. So if he attempts 75 to 80, he's going to end up with 60 plus stolen bases this year. Yep. And that's good. part of the reason why, you know, Absolutely. I saw him go third overall in some drafts because oh, yeah. you're playing in Roto, you're playing for an overall to get 60 stolen bases, and he's not deficient in power. You know, he'll give you 18 to 20 home right. runs and obviously going to score a lot of runs in this lineup. And. Yeah. It's hard not to be excited after just one game from Trey Turner. Yeah. Especially if you listen in keepers leagues, right? You got the stolen base, which is top of the you know, top of the line. You're not getting better at in the stolen base category than Trey one. Turner. Right. And the power, I think he's still young. I mean, how old is he? Twenty three? I'll pull that 24 up. Twenty four, maybe? He is pretty young. So the t- power could still develop. Twenty five. Right. So the power could still develop into a twenty five homer guy. I could still see that coming. But nineteen the, last year. Okay, right. So, you know, and he's still young in his career. I think this is a guy that in a keeper's league, you know, you should target. If I mean, this year, if you, if you got jumped on him, I think he's a great job because, honestly, this is a guy you keep for years. He's a cornerstone player uh, and, you know, also going to hit for average. So he's going to get it done in every possible way for you, this guy, possibly. So I think, listen, I jumped on him in, in, in a lot of leagues. I have him a couple places. So I, I think there's, you can't miss with this guy right now. Greg, I think it's worth mentioning going back to that Phillies game real quick. Uh, we got a few comments in the chat from at Digital Me uh, on YouTube. And they said, the Phillies were only up three in the seventh when D-Rob started warming up. So and just, then Reese Hoskins hit the grand slam. That's fine. So that goes even further into what you were saying. Yes, in, exactly. You know, if they were only up three and they were warming him up in the seventh, he's a setup guy. Correct. Sir Anthony Dominguez could be the guy for them. That'd be great. That, that's a question I have to ask, though. Like, okay, so I, I'm a Sir Anthony Dominguez owner. Sure. I'm sure a lot of people are. Sure. Like, what do you do? Like, a week one, I didn't plug him in. 
because I didn't know if he'd yeah. had the opportunity. Yeah, of course. Right? And it's a long week, too. So, um, But, like, let's say moving forward, we see him get a couple of saves out of three opportunities, and Robertson gets one. What do you do? You're going to let this play out over the next week. Right? Like, right. as Frank said I before. I think in Roto, you'll leave him in the lineup no matter what, but you're talking about a points league, right? Yeah, like a, a weekly special. So I, so I think we let this situation play out. It's day one. We don't mm-hmm. even, he hasn't even pitched yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we let it play out. But right now, I'm thinking good things here, Sir Anthony Dominguez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely positive to see that. Really good things. Mm-hmm. We talked about one New York team. Let's get into the other New York team. It's the New York Yankees. Of course, the Yankees and Mets were playing while we were on the air yesterday. The Yankees defeated the Orioles 7-2. Um, Masahiro Woo! Tanaka uh, just misses out on the quality start because Brett Gardner played a ball terribly. Uh, five and two-thirds, <laughs> six hits, uh, one earned run, struck out of five, didn't walk anybody. It's the first opening day win of Tanaka's career. Andrew Kashner was predictably terrible. Uh, four innings, six runs. Not against Greg Bird. Four walks, three strikeouts. Struck out Greg Bird three times, I believe. And then he hit a bomb. He struck out Bird two times. Um, and then he later hit a bomb and struck out one more time. Um, you got a glimpse of how the Yankees are going to roll with their bullpen with Adam Ottavino uh, being a bit of the fireman, uh, pitching like the sixth, seventh roll with Batantis out. Obviously, Zach Britton pitches the eighth. Arathas Chapman pitches the ninth. Britton's velocity was down once again. I know yeah. it's early, but he didn't love that. Uh, walked the platter on a hit. And then yeah, he was struggling a little bit. Got out, of, got out of it on a dive by Gleyber Torres. No, Chapman's velocity was down yesterday too. Chapman's velocity's been down all spring, and that continued yesterday as well. But you so said it's early. Someone who relies on velocity as much as he does too. Well, you, you said it's early. You said this is when you're going to see the velo down. Right? Absolutely, but it's down even more than it was last March, April. So that's I mean, it's worrisome. Like, Average 95 miles per hour. Yeah. His max was 97.8. His min fastball was 91. Six. Yeah, a little worrisome Chapman. about Chapman. Mm-hmm. Adovino, those that have the Adovino shares, he was filthy yesterday. Yeah. That may be the guy you want to own there. He might have the best slider in baseball. Probably does. Yeah, I think in he terms does, of just yeah. stuff in the bullpen, he's definitely like right behind Chapman. I mean, maybe even pushing Chapman now at this point. But I think if anything were to happen, they probably would give it to Britain just because he has closing experience. Not that I agree with right. that, but just in terms of pure stuff, Adam Adovino, I mean, he's... He's right on Earl Chapman's tail. Absolutely. He was mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic uh, yesterday. Now, for the Yankees in the lineup, Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge do exactly what you asked them to do, get on base a lot. They each walk twice. Aaron Judge also had a couple of hits. So Stanton, Boyd, all three was, of those guys, three. Oh, you're right. They all had two walks. They all yeah. had two back, walks, back, which, back. I t- which to me says quite a bit. Like, they being very, very patient here. Yankees are traditionally patent, but the f- patient, the fact that Judge Stanton and Voight all walked twice in the middle of the order, uh, clearly making it very, very tough on their opponent. Judge had the big blast, a three-run bomb in the first inning. Greg Bird also homered for the team after striking out three times. The Boo Birds <laughs> were out for Greg Bird in this one. I think he did it against a lefty too, right, Greg? Oh, it was Paul like, that's Fry. What he, that's what he needed to see was a lefty in order to hit a home run. <laughs> Off the, off the lefty, Paul Fry, that's correct. Against Andrew Kashner, you strike out three times, and then you see a lefty, and you hit the a The swing was just so too long. Weird. Yeah, for the swing is long. Um, every Yankee had a hit in this lineup outside of Brett Gardner. Uh, for the Orioles, you mentioned it, Frank. Uh, Johnny VR uh, batted third in this order, two for four, uh, while Trey Mancini, boom, boom, batting cleanup. He went three for four. Those are the two big guys in the Orioles lineup. Yeah, shout out to uh, our buddy Nick Pollock at Pitcher List. He does a morning podcast, a pretty short one, 12 to 15 minutes, kind of get you uh, caught up from the night before okay. and get you set for the for the next day ahead. And he was talking about how Trey Mancini during draft season, uh, someone over at Pitcher List was calling him a Nomar Mazzara that you could get 100 picks later. I see the comparisons, right? Like, it's not a good lineup, but that's why you got the discount on him. He's probably going to hit 260, you know, close mm. to 25 homers. 
had a good day yesterday, had three hits, uh, so that's Boom Boom Mancini. And then with the Yankees lineup, this isn't anything that you haven't heard before, but RBI opportunities in this lineup are going to be a plenty yeah. from top to bottom. Because again, they have so many players with patience. A judge walking two times, Stanton walking two times, Judge uh, Voight walking two times, and then also hit by pitch. So Andahar comes up fifth, Sanchez all the way down to like Glaber Torres at eight. I mean, RBI opportunities are going to be yeah. plenty from top to bottom in this lineup. So it sucks that you won't get as many at-bats from a guy like Glaber. Maybe he moves up, but he's still going to see a ton of RBI opportunities. Just might not see as many at-bats as some of the other guys that right. were hitting yeah. earlier. And, and it's good to see, like, Andahar is going to be in a be- beautiful spot. With all these walks, fifth, of, man, yeah, in front of him, he's going to have great RBI opportunities. He's a guy that could, you know, absolutely explode this year in terms of RBIs, maybe lead the league. Um, and then you got Voight. Listen, Voight's looking like a steal where he's batting. Sure. I didn't really expect him to all of a sudden be batting fourth in the heart of this lineup and just smashing like this, walking. Is there a better great. spot in baseball? Honestly, though. No, right now. They clean up yeah. behind Stanton and Judge. judge. Like, People don't want to pitch to Stanton and Judge. Yeah. So, I mean, we could see a lot of Luke Boyd coming up with man on first and second this season. Could be a steal. We'll take a break. When we come back, I want to get into Josh Hader, his role from yesterday, Milwaukee and St. Louis. Uh, We'll also hit on the Cubs in Texas where we haven't gone yet, Colorado, Miami as well. More on the way. Fantasy Best Friends Forever continues on right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 Scout Fantasy Sports. So here's the Angels lineup. We got Calhoun, Trout, Justin Bohr batting third, Angleton Simmons batting fourth, Poolholes five, Cosart six, Listella seventh, Lucroy eight. You may disagree with me, and I know you said it's about the money. If I'm Mike Trout and that's my lineup behind me, I'm not happy. Trout seemed like a guy that was kind of loyal, liked it there, and decided to stay. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Frank and I just discussing during the break is going for his haircut tonight. 
He doesn't know what to do with his hair. So if you have an idea, tweet at us. Let us know in the YouTube chat. Tweet at me. Let me know in the YouTube chat. So for my suggestion, it was a mohawk. I've had a bunch of different hairstyles. If if you've been watching for years now, you know. Like I've had the man bun. I've had like comb over. Yeah. Like a. I have. He's, I, he's I, had, I had a rat, rat tail. tail. It's disgusting. I have had a rat tail. Uh, I had the slick back. I don't know what to do next. Had nice and short. I don't know what to do next, so let me know. Tweet at me or let we'll me know. Go Mohawk, chat. man. What kind of haircut should I get? Let's throw the Mohawk. Can I have a haircut like being on air? I mean, mean a Mohawk being on air? Why? Why not? I've had a Mohawk before too, but that was back. Frank, have you thought about going like pure bald? Pure <laughs> bald. Never crossed my mind. Not yet. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ready for that yet. I mean, once I start to the, the you know, it, maybe the we'll, hairlines receding a little bit. Well, is it? Like, I'm very. I'm very realistic. Once it starts to is go, your, is your hairline? Like, I'll just is your hairline receding. No, it's not. That's why I'm saying your dad still has not, your dad has long hair. Yeah, he's a rocker. Well, that's why he was wearing a hat because <laughs> massive. Oh. It's party in the back, but not not a lot on top. He pounds the pounds. Frank, like, it is baseball him. season. Would you he's consider a hat all season? What's just, up? Just wear a different hat every. Can't day. wear a hat out. Can't wear a hat on there every day. I kind of do. Well, that's your style. That's you. That's, your, that's, your, that's my style. That's your thing. You know what you should get, Frank? Uh, what about a nice tat right on the neck? Right on the neck right there. You know what I mean? Justin <laughs> Bruni, who watched during the football snake. season, says, don't call it a slip back. That was straight Zorg, which is what they were calling me throughout the, uh, throughout the football season. Sure. Zorg? Character from Fifth Element. Not, not a very good-looking character either, yeah. so I don't think I should go back to that. Um, <laughs> to me... When they, when they were calling me Zorg, I was like, who is this guy? I kind of want the I kind of want the Mohawk. Yeah, uh, I'm doing the Billy Ruth something. <laughs> if you're listening or watching right now, Google Zorg. And <laughs> it's like once they were calling me that, I'm like, all right, I can't do this. Anymore. Yeah, you should do the Billy <laughs> Russo. You're not wrong. Thing. It did kind of look like this. Frank, the Billy. You ever see uh, Billy Russo Punisher? Oh, I love Billy Russo. I love yeah, I got that haircut right now. Basically, I like your haircut so right now. So what's That's the, the Billy Russo? So well, yeah, right now it's not. You know. I like your haircut right now. It looks yeah. good. I actually kind of have. Billy Russo's hair in the second season, kind of just like a crew cut right now. I've been watching the second season, by the way. What do you think? A lot I like of people it. didn't like it. I like it, but there's not enough Billy Russo. I love Billy Russo. I need, I need more Billy Russo. I need him to get involved. Course, you need know? more Italian. Yeah. Instead, it's just him fighting with cops. I used to have hair like this. Frank. Like, first season Billy Russo, that's what I had. Like, during the whiteboard series last year, Greg, that's what I had. Yeah, you did. Something like this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Slick back kind of sure, thing. Sure, sure. I don't know what to do. <laughs> these, these are, these are the, the dilemmas that I well, face. Well, so. You want to think, uh, how are you going to, you don't want to be sweating. Yeah. I've got another haircut before summer. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I so you, if you grow it out. a month. Yeah. I don't know what. Careful growing it out. It gets, you know, it gets hot with long hair. It does. Yeah. I've had a man bun in the summer. It's. Yeah. I wanted to get braids originally. I wanted to get like two yes. Jeremy Lin type yes. braids. Yes. That would be awesome. Yes. I'm Maybe doing I should work summer. myself back up to that. I think it would kill me. But I, I got to do it before the wedding. You won't let me do it. What did you, what do you got to do with the facial hair for the wedding? Uh, I think he likes yet? the facial hair, so probably just something similar to this. Maybe a little groomed, bit trimmed down a little bit. Freshen it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you have facial hair for your wedding? I go complete nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. I used to try the chin thing, you know, the patch. Uh-huh. Christina don't like it. Can we get Ventra Soul Patch back? Yeah, the Soul Patch. It's we, get it for like a, can we get it for a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do that. To, like uh, Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. I'll do Monday. You shave the next I look very, uh, she don't like it because I look, she feels like I look Hispanic, and that's not a bad thing, but like she don't like it. She don't like it. She don't like it. She's not feeling it. Yeah. It is what it is. Let's get back to baseball, guys, from yesterday, where the Cardinals and the Brewers had a pretty good game. 5-4 Brew Crew victory. Uh, it was bombs away early against St. Louis as uh, Miles Mikolas, five innings, five hits, five runs, three strikeouts. He walked one, uh, quite a few homers. As Colton Wong homered, Harrison Bader homered. 
for St. Louis, Colton Wong homers, all homers yesterday. Yeah. St. Louis homers, and then against Michaelis, it was... Exactly what we're expecting in Miller Park. It was Mike Moustakis, uh, Christian Yellick. that was from Matt Wadika, and... I thought you did that on purpose. No! And you, you looked at me as I said, from Matt Wadika. So it was Yelich, Moustakis, and Yolis Chassin, of all people, uh, going deep against Miles Michaelis, as I said, bombs away. Yeah. yeah, bad start here for Mikolas. Didn't miss a lot of bats. Pretty much on par with what he did last year. Didn't really walk anyone. Only had one walk here. Uh, but he didn't have as many issues last year with strikeouts. So, look, it's a tough lineup against the Milwaukee Brewers, obviously, in Miller Park. It's a great hitter's environment. So, um, I'm not going to hold this to Mikolas. Let's see what he does uh, in, in some of these you know, other starts moving forward. But it is a tough division, man. He's going to have to face the Cubs a lot. He's going to have to face you know the Brewers here, the Reds. It's I don't know that it's going to be all that easy. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about Miklos. I didn't buy any shares of him. Yeah, no. I like the guy, you know, because, like, there's nice only guy, so, you know? well, there's like only so many so much pictures you could get before it becomes real the garbage heap, you know what I mean? And you have to take Miklos at some point. But I think he was going a little too high for me because he doesn't miss bats. He's good with the control, but that worries me. If you don't miss bats, you could get, you, you could get prone to getting shelled every so often. I don't like that. I don't like that inconsistency. So he worries me a little bit, especially after this start. You know what's funny? The heart of the St. Louis lineup, which we were talking about the other day, did nothing. And it was the Colton Wongs, yeah. the Harrison Baders, yeah. that got it done. And I was making fun of them just a day ago. Colton Wong, Greggy. We got to talk about waivers. Sure. I think he's going to be a You're popular interested? one. Obviously, he had two home runs, but it comes in Miller Park, so favorable environment to hit in. Uh, how interested are you in Colton Wong? I don't think he's going to hit a uh, play against left-handed pitching, but... If you're deciding, like, Kike Hernandez versus right. Colton Wong. and I think that's a common question we're going to yeah. get, of Kike Hernandez versus Colton Wong. And I think, you know, both kind of hit in the same spot in the order, I think, right? Seventh or eighth or whatever. Um, you know, we've seen this with Colton Wong, too. Like, you talked about seeing uh, Kike Hernandez go in spurts and some other players go in spurts. We've seen this with Colton Wong as well. He's only asked for an opportunity. Obviously, both guys uh, hitting the bombs away yesterday. I think if I had to lean one, I'm leaning Kike Hernandez. I'm kind of more excited about him. But... I don't think we can take what Colton Wong has done for granted by any means. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'd buy into any of this yet. You know what I mean? Still too soon. I think Colton Wong is a deeper league guy. It's the first game, you know, fourteen team leagues yeah. are deeper. Maybe if you have a hole, yeah. Owned. If you have a hole in your lineup, and that's the spot you need to fill, then well, sure. Not, not everyone's middle infielder is going to be great. So yeah, if yeah. you pick up a guy like Colton Wong and you know get a little bit of pop out of him, again, it was a good spot going up against the Brewers. They right. don't have great pitching. No. He hit a home run off Wooly's Chassin, and he also hit one off Junior Guerra. <laughs> Again, like, this bullpen and the starting pitching staff is not what it was last year, specifically the bullpen. I mean, they don't have Knable, they don't have Jeffress, and obviously we could get into that now. Josh Hader comes in in the eighth, clearly going for a two-inning save here. Yeah. Breaks out four guys, looks filthy. I mean, he was helped by Lorenzo Kane. Yes. You know, early candidate for catch of the year. I mean, we're going to be looking Absolutely. back at this at the end of the season, and, right. it, and it honestly might win. He robs a home run to save the game. Uh, but if he didn't, then Josh Hader would have had a blown save. Yeah, yeah. But he looked good otherwise yes, besides that. Yes, Four strikeouts yeah. in you know, the six outs that he was doing. He could be the best closer in the league this year if he, he keeps that role. He can. Especially he can. getting two inning saves every, you know, every so often. I mean, yeah. and they can't were, beat that. They were speculating uh, during the game last night on the ESPN broadcast that Greg Kimbrell's not going to be signed until June because that's when I believe the draft pick attached to him, Greg. That's correct. Uh, it, it, goes, it away. goes away. Mm -hmm. So Greg Kimbrell, a lot of people Dallas Keuchel won't as be well signed until June. So maybe he latches on with the Brewers there. We knew that they had interest in him, uh, but 
Fred Kimber was asking for a lot of money. So it's obviously, you know, there's some kind of disconnect there between his asking price and what they want to pay him. People don't want to pay closes. But it seemed like the Brewers were the team that was closest to getting him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, at that point it did. Re- most recently it did. Yeah. The Nationals were obviously close at some point. I, I still think Boston. I don't think the Nationals need him, to be honest. You know what? I still think it's, it's going to be whatever injuries, implosions. If, like Boston, mm-hmm. I know what they've said, but if Boston just blows lead after lead, and we don't know that they will, they're going to go resign them. We know they are. So That's why I hope and pray that somebody signs them before they do. It's kind of a wait-and-see yeah. approach. Christian Yelich obviously got the job that I mentioned the home run yesterday. The rest of the middle of the order, not so much. For Milwaukee's Ryan Braun, Travis Shaw, uh, Jesus Aguilar did nothing. Mikey Moustakis uh, went deep here. So that's kind of the deal uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers. Up next for us, let's go to Chicago and Texas. The Cubbies beat up on Texas. Pretty much this went to script, Frank. 12-4 victory for the Cubs. Mike Miner allows six runs on five hits in four and two-thirds. Jesse Chavez comes in and was just as terrible. He doesn't even pitch an inning and allows three runs. Uh, John Lester, six innings, four hits, two runs, two walks. He struck out of three. Pretty good day for him. Pretty pedestrian outing for Lester, but it was enough. He allows the home run to Elvis Andres, and that's about it. He didn't like look all that great, but pitch to contact. Yeah. It gave you the quality start. I think this is, this is what you're start. hoping you get. Yes, yeah. absolutely. This is what you can hope. If you start John Lester for whatever reason, this is what you're hoping <laughs> for. <laughs> for whatever reason, yeah, you're right. This is what this is the best you could hope for, really. Entra, how about you talk about Javi? Javi, baby. Javi swags. Yeah. And one of them was just ridiculous. Yeah. Like the ball is low and outside. Last, not even was close. Texting me last night. And this is the beauty <laughs> of uh, of Javier Baez is that you know, everyone wants to bash him because his plate discipline is terrible and, you know, he strikes out a ton and he swings at all these bad pitches. He's an uber-aggressive swinger. But if you saw that first homer that he hit yesterday, <laughs> the ball was, like, almost on the ground. Yeah. I don't even know how he got it out. How could he have pulled that? Well, that's what the I beauty want. of yeah. Javier Baez because he can, he can make things happen that other hitters can't yeah. because of that aggressiveness. And he's got just great bat speed and I think just a great, you know, hand-eye coordination to the ball. And then he went oppo for a homer, you know, for the second one. So he goes to all fields. And that one was more of a line drive. The other one was more of a bomb because he had to, like, pull it up into the air because I don't know how you could pull that shot and actually get it over. And you had Chris Bryant hit a homer, too. I mean, the heart of this lineup is really is really nice. Amora hit well. He went two for six. It all comes down to the pitching for the Cubs, which is what we mentioned when we were going over the season win totals right. for the Cubs. Is you know What do they get from their rota- rotation? What do they get from Darvish? What do they get from the bullpen? So there's question marks, obviously. The offense could be very good. And I think there are some AL-only and NL-only implications here on both sides, Greg, because Albert Almora Jr. in the lineup against a lefty leading off. So if you could depend on him to lead off whenever they're facing lefties, that's going to have some relevance in NL-only. Mm-hmm. And obviously on the other side, we had a few questions in the chat regarding Shinsu Chu. Didn't play against left-handed pitching, obviously much to the dismay of Michael Florio. <laughs> Hunter Pence right in the middle of the lineup against a lefty, playing, hitting fifth, uh, designated hitter starting over Shinsu Chu. So I think those are some AL only and NL only. Yeah. Also, I, I think Jason Hayward is someone to keep an eye on. Just to keep an eye on. I know we've been waiting for years and years and years. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, he could help somebody who is in need of an outfielder or something in deeper leagues. How about David Bowie too, watch. Greg? In, in NL only. I mean, he gets two hits. He's hitting sixth in the middle of this lineup against left-handed pitching. So, you know. Yeah. Look, they're going to do I a wanna, lot of mixing and matching here. Guys, with I, I just want to note. Just remember, when they don't have the DH, this changes. Bodie won't be in the lineup because Zobar's going to play second base. That's true. Schwar- yes. You know, Schwarber and Zunis could platoon in left field. That's fine. Just remember, this changes without the DH. Yeah, the DH. It's crazier that Kyle Schwarber wasn't in the lineup. Well, because they had the DH. So I understand it's against a lefty. Dude, as soon as Miner came out, Schwarber came in and played the whole game. Three at-bats yesterday. Yeah. Schwarber. 
Yeah, he did have three at bats. He got they a got, hit. They got, they they got, but look, he's strictly like just what not going to play against lefties. We'll see. He's so Clearly bad. Not. If he's not going to play against a lefty right. with a DH, he's not going to play. Yeah, against you're probably lefty. right. You're Mad- probably Madden does things like this, and this is and I forgot to mention this the other day. This is why I picked the Cubs to win the division. Madden is probably the best coach in the league, and one of the best coaches of all time. To be quite honest, I mean he has to be at this point. So I think he helps them a lot, just his coaching ability to to bring them to the next level, to bring guys to the next level. And mix and match. For Texas, I do want to note, Delano DeShields led off, as Frank noted yesterday, went over three, he walked, but the second he got on base, he did try to steal. He did try, Greg. He tried. He immediately got caught stealing, but he tried. (laughs) You don't see that every day. between uh, You know, John Lester and Wilson Contreras. Contreras has a great arm, but John Lester usually terrible at holding runners on. But, hey, he tried to steal. And that's exactly what I said yesterday when I said I put him in my NFBC lineup in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Hey, if I could steal a stolen base or two over the weekend... Sure. Yeah. That's all I want from Delano. Yeah. Elvis Andres goes three for four, including that home run. Big day. I did pick him up. Oh, He's batting in that three spot uh, right behind Odor and Joey Gallo. And I think you know, that's what they're going to need. Texas is going to need uh, to come through if they're mm-hmm. going to be successful this year. Um, oh, I also want to note, Kyle, uh, Chris Bryant, he had a big game yesterday as Bryant has the two-run jack in the eighth, his only hit, but good to see that he's healthy batting second yesterday uh, in this lineup for Chicago. Moving on, we continue, and we get to Oakland, who shut out the Angels 4 nothing. We joked and laughed and killed Mike Fires, who's on his <laughs> three-game week in your league. One hit. One hit. One hit. Well, for your Angels that are going to be making the playoffs, Greg, your Angels. That's right. Mm-hmm. Shut Offense out. look very good here. Shut out by Mike Fires of all people. You in a league, I, think, I don't know if it's NFPC or is it different. Oh, it was, it was, I think maybe the Pit League, where your last pick, Frank, you drafted Lou Trevino. And gets a ton of strikeouts. Gets a ton of strikeouts. Uh, Joaquin Soria pitched the eighth, Trevino pitched the seventh, mm-hmm. while Trinan pitched the favorite ninth, seven pitches, uh, and he was done. A nice job by Mike Fires yesterday. Trevor Cahill, six innings, six hits, four runs, three strikeouts in his opening day start for Anaheim. Greg, is it worth mentioning Robbie Grossman? Yes, it is. He's going to lead yes, off against right-handed pitching mm-hmm. in this lineup. Very much worth We're knowing. all very excited about the two through five here for the for the Oakland A's, and it would have looked a lot better if Matt Olson was in it. But if you have Chapman, Piscotty, Chris Davis, Profar, and then Kendrick Morales in this lineup too, yeah. and Robbie Grossman was leading off for it, and he stole a base yesterday and he got two hits, I don't think Robbie Grossman's a very good player. I don't either. But if he's going to lead off for the Oakland A's in a strong side of a platoon, he has value yeah. in deeper mixed leagues. It's a bad opportunity, right? And if you're in a good spot in a lineup, and honestly, an Oakland lineup ain't that, it's decent. It's not that bad. I mean, if we looked at all the lineups in baseball, a lot of them are really bad. So you got to consider Oakland a pretty decent lineup, one through five or, or, or two through five. And even Simeon hit a home run, and he was batting seventh. And a lot of people are yeah. excited about, you know, Chad Pinder. Don't hinder the Pinder. <laughs> Chad Pinder there. So... I think it's a deep lineup. Loriano batting eighth. You know, if if it were a better hitting environment, I think it would be talked about more. Yeah, it's the fact that they play in Oco oh, and it's a big ballpark, the black hole. Yeah, it's not a big ballpark when you're Crush Davis. But um, <laughs> yeah, look, I think I think Robbie Grossman, Greg, there is some relevance there. You play like a few fifteen team roto. Leagues, I think there's. I think he should be owned in that format. I think there's absolutely relevance when it comes to to Robbie Grossman leading off stole base yesterday. Um, if he's leading off against right-handers, I think you have to bring him up. I think you have to. Yeah. For the Angels, Cole Calhoun led off the game, and the interest there. He was one for three. You're not going to steal bases with Cole, Cole Calhoun, but he is leading off, and he interest in Cole Calhoun. He's just boring. Yeah, I've had Cole Calhoun the past few years. He's much better for points leagues because he hits a lot of doubles. He doesn't strike out all that much. Outside of Mike Trout, this, this Angels lineup is so bad. Man. Yeah. 
It really is. Anderson Simmons. Tommy Lestella why is, is he starting cleanup on opening day, Greg? Tommy Lestella. Tommy why is Anderson Simmons is batting cleanup? Yeah, that makes that no that's sense. Crazy. I, I can't. This you know, we're waiting for Otani to come back, but what's Otani gonna do? <laughs> Otani should bat third. He probably will. Yeah. That Kozar batting sixth. Gross. Yeah, it's bad. Croy, far cry from his old self. One last game to get to before the break. It was the Marlins and the Rockies. Jose Urania, four and two-thirds, nine hits, six runs, four of them which were earned uh, in this one. Kyle Freeland goes seven innings, two hits, one run, five strikeouts. Good start to the year uh, for Kyle Freeland here. Uh, and mm-hmm. the Rockies, where David Dahl was the star for Colorado, going three for four in the middle of the order. He was hitting the ball oh, boy. hard. Uh, nice job by David Dahl. Uh, Trevor Story hits a homer. Ian Desmond has a big double uh, for the Marlins. JT Riddle homers, Neil Walker homers, pinch hit, and Jose Alfaro homers as well. Yeah, yeah. This is a bad lineup, Greg. I told you that the other day. Three homers, man. I think Jorge Alfaro, nice to see a home run in the home yeah. park right out of the gate. Too. I like Alfaro. Because he has pop, but he strikes out a lot. So see what happens here with Alfaro. He hits a lot of balls on the ground, too. Like If he lifts the ball and just tries to hit homers, he might be able to pop you know, 15 to 20. Yeah. Maybe exceed 20 this year. And honestly, if he hits well enough, he could be in the heart of the lineup sooner I mean, rather than later. It doesn't mean much. It doesn't mean Marlins, much. But, yeah, it might have a few more RBI opportunities. But you're talking about a catcher, so they're hard to find. They're not good. They're exactly. Not good. David Dahl, who needs Chorus Field, Greg? Oh, ripping. Kyle Freeland was just lights out. Look, the Giants and the Marlins. Those are going to be the teams that you're streaming your starting yes. against. All and the Orioles. Long and rightfully. <laughs> the so. Orioles as well. Yeah. yeah, definitely the Orioles. Those are the three. Those are the, the main three. We'll take a break. We come back. Let's go over waivers and uh, preview today DFS-wise. Stick around. DFS drops up after this. Rain dance. Make it rain. I stuck a fork in Seattle for some reason as if they may not be as good as they were last year, but give them a little bit of uh, credit here. They're showing up and they're putting the ball in play and man, did they put the ball in play. If Sale was in Boston, maybe a different story and nobody, no team has ever won a World Series and I love these kinds of uh, numbers, but no team has ever won a World Series after giving up 12 or more runs on opening day. Ah, okay. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. The morning after. Listen, kids, I'm sure your parents are telling you, oh, you got to eat vegetables, got to eat fruit. Did we not hear Jacob DeGrom uh, was crushing some uh, taquito tacos from uh, 7-Eleven? I went out there and uh, had 12 strikeouts. The moral of the story is, kids, you can succeed on eating junk. All of our World Series heroes were either alcoholics or high on cocaine. I'm on a taco diet from 7-Eleven, and I'm a Cy Young Award winner. Suck on that. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Fantasy. Frank and I just discussing during the break. He's going for his haircut tonight. He doesn't know what to do with his hair. So if you have an idea, tweet at us. Let us know in the YouTube chat. So for my suggestion, it was a mohawk. I've had a bunch of different hairstyles. If you've been watching for years now, you know it. Like, I've had the man bun. I've, Disgusting. I have had a rat tail. Disgusting. Frank, have you thought about going pure bald? Pure <laughs> bald. Never crossed my mind. Disgusting. Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. 
fantasy best friends forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Greg Sussman, Chris Venture, Frank Stanley here. Wrapping up the week for you. Busy week, obviously. March Madness tonight, all weekend long. You get find out who's going to the Final Four. Should be fun. And obviously a lot of baseball uh, as well. What happened to March Madness last night, Greg? I honestly didn't yeah. watch a single minute. It was good. It was fun. It was all wrapped up in baseball. Watching a lot of recaps up from baseball, looking up all these swinging strike leaders and... I watched the whole Red Do- Sox game. Watched the whole Dodgers game, the entire Speaking game. Of Red Sox game. Look, Domingo Santana, dude, he's gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's absolutely. awesome. I mean, to do what he did against Chris Sale yesterday too. He had another home run. He can go to opposite field. He can hit to all fields. And I said this before, you know, the season started. I think having Edwin Encarnacion there as a mentor is gonna help him a lot. Yeah, he was going way too low in drafts. I think already as it was. The in March Madness last night, you had. Um, just a couple of really good games. Gonzaga advanced. They beat Florida State, so they're in the Elite Eight. They will face now... Gonzaga will face Texas Tech as they destroyed Michigan last night. Texas Tech destroyed the Michigan Wolverines. That's, uh, wow. that's Gabe's squad right now. That's Gabe, why Gabe was Gabe a little was angry today. Hot today. Yeah. Hot today. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a one side of the racket. The, the other side saw Virginia get by Oregon. And then Purdue, who was up 15 at one point, or maybe more on Tennessee, that game goes all the way back, goes to overtime, and Purdue ran away with it. Purdue defeated the Tennessee Volunteers. It'll be Purdue versus Virginia to go to the Final Four on Saturday. I, like I have both of those in my Elite Eight. But those are probably chalky picks anyway, right? So it's not that Purdue big. over Tennessee was a three over two, as was, as was Texas Tech. Yeah, Michigan. I had Purdue. I have Duke and Michigan State. That's today, we'll find out. Those are, that's still a possibility, right? Sure. The Elite Eight. Ah, I had Michigan over. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I had Michigan in my I fi- had Gonzaga. I, had I, I lost my uh, first Final Four team last night with Michigan. And then I have North Carolina and Houston on the other side. Still got a shot at that. All right, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Wow. What's up? I, uh, I think I nailed almost all of them. Yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I got Purdue. I had Purdue, Tennessee. Right? Mm-hmm. I had Purdue going to uh, the Elite Eight yeah. against Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then Duke and... I have, I think, uh, I had Michigan State, LSU. I have them all. Gonzaga. Well, Florida State lost, right? So, yes. okay, you have Gonzaga. And I had Nevada, not Texas Tech. They've been out for a while. Nevada lost in the first round. Yeah, yeah, they've been out for a it's while. Been a very, <laughs> this has been a pretty... Texas Tech's still in the tournament. It's been yeah, a yeah. pretty chalky tournament, right? Great, the most chalky tournament ever. Yeah. Like everything's chalky, actually yeah. going according to plan. I think I heard Gabe last weekend say that uh, it was all the favorites won, right? Not Over all, but, most, but a lot of them yeah. did, yes. Chris is staring at his racket. Yeah, I'm just like... It's uh, like that rele- uh, revelation confused. we found Justin out Justin Verlander. Verlander struck out 290, <laughs> 290 guys. Wait a sec. <laughs> Justin Verlander struck out 290 batters last year? Not happening again. This is insane. <laughs> hey, he got off to a great start yesterday. Sure How did. many Ks, though? Nine, was it? You have nine? He had 23 nine. swinging strikes. It was that only, nine. Trailed, nine that only trailed Max Scherzer. Now if he's throwing this change up, too? Venture, this guy might strike out three. He is a wizard. A wizard. He is a wizard. The wizard of Houston. Wizard. He's a wizard with the ball, yeah. Wizard Verlander. Guys, let's go over the top waiver wire selections for this weekend. People have to put in their waivers on Sunday. So, Frank, I'm going to start with you. The number one guy that you're going to spend the most fab money on this weekend is who? Based on who I saw was available and on some of the most added lists, I'm really excited about Kike Hernandez. And I don't want to overreact, but everyday player, good lineup for the Dodgers here. Again, struck out, uh, cut down his strikeout rate last year. Pretty good plate discipline. Uh, he hit the ball hard last season as well, so I think he has the upside to hit 20 to 25 home runs if he plays every single day. So I think Kike Hernandez, if he's out there, he's someone that I'm going to be uh, 
be aggressive on. You know who we should ask Mike about? Who we forgot? We still can't even text him. Rowdy Telez, because that's his guy. Sure. So we should have got some Rowdy Telez. And I think in deeper leagues, you know, 15-teamers, we're going to be bidding on him. We're not going to say how much yet. But, uh, Rowdy Telez, I think, is someone who's going to be on radars. going to play most of the time for DH for the Blue Jays because, obviously, they traded away Kenny Morales. You see the report uh, regarding Vladimir Guerrero? I tweeted it out before. Came on here. I don't think I did. He's basically like being accelerated. They want him up by mid-April. Okay, so good. if anyone who got Vlad at, at a discount because of the injury, you might reap some serious, serious yeah. benefits. Vlad Guerrero Jr. I think he's up mid-April. Yeah. So They're going to try to get him up as soon as possible. So I really think with what San Diego started with Fernando Tatis saying, hey, we're going for it. That boot, yeah. It's causing ripple effects. It is. Where the Mets are like, all right, we're in. We'll just, we'll penalize Padres did it us. with Tatis and Paddock. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the Padres said, we're going for it. And I don't know if there's heat from above with the MLB saying, enough of this crap. Yeah. But it certainly seems like the Mets heard. Now Toronto's hearing. Not a huge, huge surprise here. And I, so good, good news. And I think part of that was also uh, the Eloy Jimenez thing, too. Uh, him getting, you know, a contract and getting That's pulled a little up. different because he got the contract extension. He got the contract. Right. So he was more like Scott Kingery. But these guys who are getting contract extensions, are still, they, are just, yeah. they are just the best, what part of the best 25 guys put on the team. And they're going for it. Yeah. So, And, like, the teams don't deserve credit for doing that, so I'm not going to give it to them. Like, you don't deserve credit for putting the best 25 guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy it's finally happening. Well, yeah, because they always have this hindrance. Yeah, this hindrance of this service time thing with the April 12th, that should be changed. Dating back to Chris Bryant. I mean, the Cubs yeah. really started it with Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. And everyone followed suit. They were like, oh, you know, we could just make up an excuse. Oh, this guy needs seasoning at AAA. He'll start the year. Right. Then. And we'll just bring him up in April. Same thing with Acuna last year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think with Vlad's case, he actually does need to get some at-bats here. Like, it actually makes sense. Because he was, he was yeah. injured and, you know, he's got a... He's got to play. He's got to play a little bit. They're accelerating him. Let's see if they accelerated him past that Super Two day or not. See <laughs> just how quickly the acceleration is. Is yeah. there anybody on the waiver wire that you're looking at, Chris? Yeah, there is. Um, one guy. I mean, I know he's been drafted in certain leagues, but there's certain leagues out there he's not. Jorge Soler. Sure. Um, you know, yesterday had a big RBI. He was two for four with a double, two RBIs actually. You know, I think batting fourth for the for the Royals. Some of these guys are ahead of him in the lineup. Whit Merrifield, Lourdes Goriel. These guys, I think, are going to do pretty well. I think that's good RBI opportunities for Jorge Soler. I think he could be a valuable piece uh, in the outfield if you need it. And I also, Tim Beckham. Go back to Tim Beckham. Still ripping. Still ripping. Listen, I know... We're talking about bat flips. Yeah. So, so we're glad we bring up Beckham. <laughs> I think you mentioned Kiki Hernandez. We talked about Colton Wong. A lot of middle infielders. A lot of middle infielders right now. And we said, and, and we both said, right, we kind of seen this outburst from Beckham before. Florio said it... Um, I said we've seen this outburst from Colton Wong before. You talked about Kiki Hernandez. But the thing is, I, I always bring this up, and it's worth mentioning again. I don't need them to do it from April to September. Yeah. If they're hot right now, let's ride the hot hand. Especially if you need it. Tim Beckham's hot. Mm-hmm. He was hot in Japan. He's back in the States. Why wouldn't we ride the wave with a Tim Beckham? Especially in the middle infield. If you have a spot. Chris Sale yesterday, too. I know it's not, you know, Chris Sale obviously wasn't on his game, but he hit two dingers off Chris Sale. If you have a spot spot to do it, you should be doing it. You should pick up Tim Beckham. Mm -hmm. So rank those three, Greg. Kike, Beckham, Colton Wong. I'll rank him Beckham, Kiki, Colton Wong in that order. I'll put Kiki. I think he has more staying power long term. I hear what you're saying about sure. you know ride right them while the they're hot, but hey, Kike's hurt. Uh, he's hot too. Yeah, he is. I, I say Beckham. Um, those guys. How much money are we putting on these guys? Let's just do it out of a hundred. Not much. Yeah, three um, to five bucks. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not I, breaking the bank for it. I'll okay. put five or six on a guy like Beckham. You like Beckham? Yeah, I like Beckham. I, I would do it because you know if you need, especially that short stop eligibility. How I like much Solaire call too though? How much of the pedigree goes into Beckham? Former first overall pick. We've been kind of waiting and waiting and waiting. Is that any of that going on? for years, Greg. I know. I'm asking Chris. He's very high on him. It, it, into it. It's part of it. But, you know, after a while, that fades away. Okay. You know? But, like, listen, a guy could t- tweak something, mechanics, or, Definitely. you know, just confidence, something, and could change their career around. I mean, look at Jose Batista's career. That guy was a highly touted prospect coming up. He didn't do anything for years with the Pirates and whatever. He, he was nothing at all. Uh, and then out of, out of nowhere, he has a huge, I think, I don't know how many homies he hit that first season. It was above 40. And he just had this b- huge breakout season. And this is a guy we've been waiting for. So you never know when a guy could really turn it around and, and, and really find his stride and develop into an everyday great player. Uh, so this could be that turning point for Beckham. And he will linger on waiver wires because of, because of that reason, because he hasn't been able to do it for a while. People, because people don't yeah. trust it. They don't, yeah, they're not I, buying it. Yeah. I remember Batista le- was there for a month sure. before somebody actually picked sure. him up. And that person who picked him up was me. I, re- <laughs> I reaped the benefits. Um, but yeah. But going I, back I mean, to that first-round pedigree thing, Frank, I know it's like in the back of Venture's mind. That's fine. It's always in the forefront of my mind. Like, if Dustin Ackley came up for a week and got Dustin hot, Ackley. I'd, be oh all God, over, I'd be all over Dustin Ackley. Oh, stop. Come on. <laughs> Just being honest with you. Dustin Ackley. Um, a name that comes to my mind, and he's not, and he's owned more often than he's not, so I don't, he doesn't really fit this bill of, like, your 15-team leagues. But we mentioned him yesterday. You own him in the pit league, Frank, and that's Fran Mill Reyes. I, I just don't want to... I, I, I just don't want to forget that... He's probably going to platoon. Clean up yesterday. Clean up in this lineup. lineup. Yeah, just behind Will Myers and Manny Machado, and then has Eric Hosmer behind him and Fernando Tatis. And I'm very excited about Fran Mill Reyes. But I do worry about the playing time. Yeah. That's why I own, him, I own him in a daily transactions league. So if he's not in the lineup, then I could just take him out and I could put someone else in. I think that's probably his best format. Yeah. But in deeper leagues, I mean, he's already owned. A lot of people are excited about him. He made great strides when he got called back up last year. He cut down on the strikeouts. He's a big boy. He can hit for power, too. He can Hits hit hard. average. I do agree with you that he's a better overall player than Hunter Renfro. Yeah. I ranked him higher than Hunter Renfro. But let's see what happens playing tonight. They're time, facing right. another lefty. So now does Hunter Renfro get in the lineup over a friend? No, Reyes? I don't think so. Do they both get in together? Maybe. Because those are two liabilities in the outfield. Yeah. And you really have Fran Reyes and Hunter Renfro in the outfield Probably on not. the same day? Probably not. It's very bad. But that's the thing. Here's the thing. So you got the two lefties. Now, after that, though, I'm worried. Like, when there's righties on the mound, is he just never going to play? Who? Fran Like, is he not going to play when righties on the mound? I was ready to pick him up. In a lot of my leagues, he's out there. So I, think, I, I don't know if I, I should. I think he would get weekly. the nod against righties before Hunter Renfro would. And I also I think that, that Franchi Cordero would start against righties over Manuel Margot. Yeah. I think Margot is playing. Probably going to play tonight, too, because they're facing two lefties to start the season. They're facing Mad Bum, and tonight they're right. facing Derek Holland. Sure. So that'll be those splits. It'll be Margot and Franchi. Franchi, I think, sees a strong side of a platoon in center field. I think mm-hmm. so, too. And that excites me. Yeah, Franchi has a little think, bit like, of... They're not going to take Will Myers out of the lineup, though. That's what it comes down to. No. Like... You have two spots for four players. Because Will Myers Someone's is going to play most of the time. Unless he gets hurt, which is definitely a possibility. Someone's getting traded at some point. But you're going to have Hunter Renfro and Fran Reyes probably taking away from each other. Mm-hmm. You're going to eat at each other's value. And Franchi and Margot. And then you're going to have Margot and Franchi Cardero in center field. Right. I think that's more of a straight-up platoon. Right. Franchi against righties. And uh, Margot against lefties. Yes. But what happens now, like tonight if, they, you know, if they're facing a righty? You're right. Is it Renfro who's in there? Right. It's a sketchy situation. That's seen. why I would like to see them trade away one of these guys. So trade somebody gets open. Trade open, away two yeah. I would love that. Do something because there's too many there. 
And that's what worries me right now. So I won't pick him up. Um, but what about Jock Peterson? Yeah, we mentioned Jock before. I think Jock's fair also. Jock's another one of these guys that is very street, very, very, very streaky. streaky. But when he's hot, he's hot. Yeah. Who's, who's the top outfield ad, Greg? Is it Jock? Is it one of these Padres guys? Is it, you know, we mentioned Robbie Grossman. Is it Adam Jones who led off yesterday and hit a home run? Uh, Any of those names? Not Jones. Is it Jock over all of them? To me, it's Jock over all of them. Yeah. Because I think Jock's upside is the highest out of all of them. And he should play most of the time. He's the strong side of a platoon guarantee. Yeah. Right? You know he's going to play against righties. And he's going to lead off in that lineup. What about like Jorge Soler if I put him in the mix too, Greg? I'd rather Jock. He'd be clean up. I'd he's going to play every day. I'd he, still rather Jock first. Yeah? Yes. Close, man. I don't I think, think I would it, take Soler. It's not that close for me. I'd much rather have Jock. Soler well, was the really playing good last thing. year before he got hurt sure. too, which is always a thing, but... Looked really good in the spring. Looked mm-hmm. good yesterday. Yes, he did. I, I'm with Venture. I'm kind of buying in on Soler. That's I think okay. it's close. Well, I would take Soler. It's the weekly league thing. Like I'm in a lot of weekly, league, so I I would rather have the Soler for the you know the safety, day. the safety of that, right? Um, but I do like Jock, and Jock looked like he had a lot of swag last night too. He had a lot of you stuff know Venture on. and swag. Very good swag. Greg, last who are you night. dropping? We should make this a segment. I have it on the rundown. Who is Greg dropping after day one? All right, let me look at the team. So. The next person I'll be dropping, or the first person I'll be dropping, I should say, is going to be Chris Taylor. Doesn't play enough. You already did. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't drop him. I didn't drop him. Because I had Otani going to the DL, so I didn't have to drop him. Uh, So Chris Taylor will be the first guy I drop. Another name on that list. I put the most dropped players on this list. Garrett Hampson is one. Wait, no. See, we got to talk about this. I wouldn't drop him in a Roto League. I would not drop him in a Roto League. But if you play in a head-to-head points league, a 12-team league, and you need someone who's going to play every day. Volume matters most in points leagues. You drop Garrett Hayes. I, I got a crazy scenario. Wait, wait, wait. Before you, you do, drop him in before you again. do, yeah. here's the better question. In my situation, in a daily, in a daily league, do I drop Garrett Hampson to pick up Ryan McMahon? Is that a move I should do? In a daily league? I would own both of them, Greg. I would, if I were you, I would drop Chris Taylor, pick up McMahon, yeah. and always have one of those Rockies guys in That's your true. That's true. That's what I would do. Yeah. I like it. I like that. Now, but what, I, like I have it. a big problem. So I, I, in my home league, my biggest league, my $300 league, I drafted Garrett Hampson. But he was more of like a backup to Francisco Lindor, who I have on the IL right now. Right. And he's in my starting lineup this week at shortstop, right. and he's just sitting there rotting. Yep. Uh, for next week, what do I do? I don't have another guy to stick into the shortstop position. Yeah, drop somebody. I have Byron Buxton on the bench, and I talked to Frank about this before. I said, should I trade Buxton for a Profar and throw Profar no, into no, 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 no. What do I do? You can't drop you, Buxton either. Do you, you can't drop Buxton. You don't want to drop. No one, but nobody drop. I mean, there's a pitcher. Drop a pitcher. Some names. I don't like dropping pitchers. You're gonna have to. Um, I'll give you some names. I, I got. Think you have Matthew Boyd on this team. I, I got Boyd on this team. I got Strom on this team. I got Paddock. I got. I, I don't want to drop Strom. I don't. Boyd, you drop Boyd, man. Yeah. Yes. Who else? His Who else velocity went up too, Boyd. That, that excites me. Who else? Um, you know, I have. Uh, who else do I have? I don't really have the rest of my pitchers. Are really good. I have Michael Michael Givens and Sarantti Dominguez as my closers. My two closers, basically. Um, I have Kyle Freeland. I have Lucchese, Nola. Drop. To me, you drop. You, you hold on to Hampson for now, and you drop Boyd. I want to hold Ham- Yeah, I'm not dropping Hampson. I'm so not you, doing then it. you have to drop Boyd. You're not trading yeah. Byron Buxton for Jurickson Profile. And I can't leave Hampson in the lineup. I don't think it's going to be long before you're really faced with, do I drop Garrett Hampson? I like Profile. In Roto, you've got to hold him no matter what because the upside is absolutely legit. But in a head-to-head points league or it's even a, categories, it's a, keep right? it's league, a weekly though. league, you know, you want guys who are going to play every single day. Yeah. And it hurts if Garrett Hampson isn't going to be in there. But he's one injury away exactly. from being 
awesome. Or or if, it, it could be an injury to anyone. It could be Murphy. It could be Dahl. Right. He's going to be Desmond. super utility for now, kind so, of. Um, but his, one injury that's away. the thing. I don't want to drop him because I know in the back of my mind, I'm saying this guy's going to get playing time him. down the line. Yeah. I wouldn't drop him. I wouldn't drop him. But he's one of the most dropped players. That's why I thought it was worth bringing up. Yeah, people are ready to give up quick. I understand. DJ LeMay, you one of the most dropped players, Greg. Could be a frustrating situation. I get that too. hundred percent. He shouldn't even be drafted, to be honest. I with agree. You. I don't think you can own DJ LeMay here. Right yeah. Now. All right. What about Andrew Heaney? And the fact that drop, drop him. You're talking about a guy. You're talking about a guy that's never spot. ever right. If you need, if you, you don't have an IL spot, you don't have an IL spot, or it's taken or whatever, whatever. Drop Andrew Heaney, man. Like this is a guy that's never healthy. He's already hurt. Had a yeah. setback. He's hurt. And they had a setback. It's always the same with Heaney. Yeah, I would drop him. But what if you play in an NFBC league, Greg? There's no... Talking about you? No, I don't have any shares <laughs> of Andrew Heaney. But if you play in a 15-team league where there's no DL spots, but we know what his upside is, and you play in, like, the NFBC, who dropping he, Heaney there? Or who? Answer Turnbull? <laughs> <laughs> Someone like that? Girl. I'll hold on to Spencer Heaney I, I, rather than Spencer, take Spencer Heaney. Turnbull. Spencer Heaney. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold on to Heaney instead of Spencer All right, Heaney. would you rather... Get a guy like Lou Trevino, or if Adam Adovino was available, you'd rather just like one of those reliever guys. They'll help, probably not. Probably There's a pitcher that'll come up and, and surprise us, Absolutely. without a doubt. I want to thank Mike Florio for uh, joining us today. I want to thank Sean and Chris downstairs, Alex as well for all of their help. Chris Ventra, Frank Stample, I'm Greg Sussman. Enjoy March Madness this weekend. Enjoy all the baseball as well. We'll be back here on Monday. We hope.